<clears throat> Excuse my cough. Well, it's Thursday, November 12th, 2020. If you want Friday Eve, uh, but it's Thursday, November 12th, 2020. I'm going to try and get through this. I have a broken tooth and it has a little bit of a jaggedness, jaggedness and it's cutting my tongue. Difficult to talk, but I think I can do this. I think I can do this. I hope you had a good Veterans Day. Um, We'll start off with uh, Mike Pompeo. If you remember yesterday, he said that he's getting ready for Donald Trump's next uh, four years. uh, And responding to those alarming remarks by the U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, uh, which is basically denying the results of the 2020 uh, presidential election, the head of an international health organization on Wednesday urged world leaders to refuse to meet with Pompeo until he acknowledges President-elect Joe Biden's legitimate victory. And I would agree. And and uh, Mike Pompeo is about to go on uh, uh, a trip where he's going to meet with like seven world leaders. And all of those world leaders have um, congratulated Joe Biden. So it's going to be a little weird with him walking in there and them and them saying, "Hey, uh, you know." Anyway, uh, Sarah Sipple, uh, president of the Washington D.C.-based Center for Health and Gender Equity, issued a statement accusing the Secretary of State of undermining the democratic democratic legitimacy uh, of the United States, ignoring Biden's decisive victory in the 2020 uh, uh, general election, and encouraging political violence by spreading disinformation. All true. (laughs) Um, And as I was talking about yesterday, fears that a possible slow-motion coup is in progress in the United States continued to grow yesterday as observers sounded the alarm over President Donald Trump's decision to install extreme Republican partisans at the Pentagon after uh, uh, his firing of uh, Defense Secretary Mark Esper resulted in resignations by numerous top officials at the department earlier this week. And they probably, they were probably, they probably just um, resigned because they were told that they had to resign or be fired. That's probably what happened. Anyway, the stacking of the Pentagon with Trump loyalists combined with the president's ongoing refusal to accept his electoral defeat and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo Tuesday comment that there will be a smooth transition to Trump to the second Trump administration has heightened concerns about the Republican Party's authoritarian, let's just say it, fascist, fascism and uh, left... uh, Uh, Experts and lawmakers warning that the country is in the midst of an extremely dangerous moment. As I've been saying, the line to water, uh, excuse me, to feed the tree of liberty starts behind me. I may have to buy an assault rifle. Um, The Guardian reported that the uh, defense experts believe there was little the new Trump appointees could do to use their positions in the president's advantage, given that high-ranking military leaders, including General Mark Miley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, have vowed to keep the armed forces out of the political process. However, I have a problem with that. If, If Joe Biden is president, 
and uh, 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 Trump refuses uh, to cede power, we're going to need the military to intervene. I don't want it. But if, if the people are refuse to rise up and do their goddamn job as the people, then it may be necessary. Uh, regardless of um, uh, whether or not the military, uh, uh, a military coup is on the table, the Daily uh, Poster's David Sirota argued on Tuesday. And I like David Sirota. He's, he's a smart guy. He argued on Tuesday night that Americans ought to be equally concerned by Trump's attempts to stage a judicial coup, which he said uh, has not received sufficient attention uh, from the Democratic Party. And he's probably right. Uh, anyway, according to Sirota, David Sirota, the president's strategy is to create enough public perception of fraud that Republican-dominated legislatures in key states can try to invoke their constitutional power to ignore their state's popular votes, reject certified election results, and appoint slates of Trump electors. War is coming, man. I'm telling you, war is coming. And you better be fucking ready. Uh, Oklahoma Republican uh, Senator James Langford said uh, Wednesday that he will intervene if the Trump administration has not allowed President-elect Joe Biden access to the presidential daily intelligence briefings by the end of the week. <clears throat> Langford, uh, that's what Langford told the uh, uh, radio station in an interview, KRMG. He said uh, there is no loss from him getting the briefings and to be able to do that. Uh, nothing that he uh, uh, that he sits on the Senate over, noting that he sits on this <clears throat> Senate oversight. I'm losing my voice already, and it's what 9 a.m. What is going on? <clears throat> Let's try this again. <laughs> um. Anyway, here we go. He noted that he sits on the Senate Overnight Committee and that he's already started engaging on the issue. Uh, the Oklahoma Republican said if no progress is made by Friday, he will step in to say this needs to occur so that regardless of the outcome of the election, whichever way that it goes, people can be ready for that actual task. And Langsford's uh, comment uh, comes as Biden and, and his senior advisors are not yet receiving the, the presidential da uh, daily intelligence briefings uh, about press, pressing national security issues uh, uh, that the soon-to-be uh, soon predecessor has uh, been offered daily. I, of course, Donald Trump hasn't been looking at this stuff. He doesn't give a crap because he wants to be a dictator. Uh, Langford also uh, referenced the abbreviated tw uh, 2000 transition. Remember, Bush v. Gore, um, which a bipartisan 9-11 report said contributed to the lack of security preparedness ahead, ahead of the 9-11 terror attacks. Uh, Langford said there's nothing wrong with Vice President Biden getting the briefings to be able to prepare himself and so that he can be ready. Uh, the, the president's already getting those. Adding that the, that vice president-elect Kamala Harris, uh, uh, um, as as senator from California, also has the appropriate clearances to begin receiving briefings because she serves on the Senate Intelligence Committee. 
uh, Senator uh, Mark Warner, the top uh, Democrat on the Intelligence Com- uh, Committee, also called for Biden to receive the briefings. So, in, in, in what I, I can view as some good news, President Donald Trump is cons- considering starting a digital media company to rival Fox News and siphon off its viewers, uh, report, as reported by Axios, uh, citing uh, multiple sources. And the reason I think this is good news is because if Donald Trump is looking for something else to do, that might mean that he's beginning to believe that he's lost the presidency. Anyway, he plans to. He says he plans to wreck Fox, no doubt about it. A source with uh, detailed knowledge of Trump's uh, intentions uh, told the outlet, Axios. Uh, according to Axios, Trump would seek to appeal to his right-wing populist followers, many of whom are likely to be Fox News subscribers, uh, with an online streaming offer aimed at replacing the network rather than creating a cable network. Uh, he would go straight to online streaming, which is, le- you know, that's less cumbersome uh, to set up uh, and, and it's uh, easier to uh, profit off of if you can get the followers. Uh, the president is widely reported to be an avid viewer of Fox News, but has become increasingly critical of the network during his presidency and frequently plugs heart right-wing networks such as Our American News Network and Newsmax instead, which are insanely right-wing. Uh, anyway, those two facts are not connected. Some Trump loyalists are um, raging. Uh, against Fox and uh, changing the channel to Newsmax instead. Um, Newsmax is much smaller than Fox. Um, uh, And it's not really that much of a challenge. But uh, over the summer, uh, Newsmax, Nielsen's ratings, uh, was averaging about 25,000 viewers at any given time, which is tiny in comparison to Fox. Um, But as the election was approaching, the audience ticked up, but it was still just... Not very much. Um, Newsmax was averaging just uh, 65,000 viewers at any given time, uh, getting closer to the election. Then came the election. Newsmax averaged 182,000 viewers during the election, uh, election week that ended on Sunday. And it is uh, growing even more this week. On Monday, the channel had 347,000 viewers. On Tuesday, 437,000. Interesting. Uh, and evening shows like Spicer and Company and Greg Kelly Reports are reaching 700 and 800,000 viewers. You know, some of the more popular shows on uh, that network. But, you know, they, they struggled to get 100,000 uh, before the election. So, I, I you know, people, people are upset that Donald Trump is losing. I guess that's what it means. On Wednesday, which is yesterday... But actually, I guess that would have been day before yesterday, since this is China. Uh, top uh, lawmaking, uh, Beijing's top lawmaking uh, uh, body, the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress, uh, empowered the Hong Kong government uh, to bypass the local judiciary in order to ban any lawmakers deemed unpatriotic or considered to be conducting themselves in a manner that endangers national security. Now, if you want to see a coup, a slow working coup, you just need to look at through, uh, look at Hong Kong and see what's happened 
And if you don't, if you think that Donald Trump can't do it, you're sadly mistaken. Your voice needs to be heard right now. I suggest you call Adam Schiff's office if you're local. Call your congressman and say, hey, if you are not making sure that man steps down, then you're going to lose your next election. Uh, Hong Kong's leader, Kerry uh, Lan, um, uh, moved against four law- lawmakers, uh, Alvin Young, uh, Dennis Kwok, uh, Kwok Kai-Ki, and Kenneth Young, uh, uh, previously barred from running on uh, del- uh, delayed uh, legislative council elections that had been scheduled for September. Um, the four uh, lawmakers who initially were allowed to return for an extended year to bridge the gap until the next election have long been targeted by Beijing and its allies. Uh, allies. The four are viewed by the uh, uh, communists as disruptive to the lawmaking process and were accused of working with foreign powers to interfere uh, uh, in the affairs with Hong Kong after they lobbied the United States to uh, sanction certain officials for human rights uh, abuses. Anyway, Chiang, that's that, uh, 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 the guy, uh, is among 15 lawmakers who announced they'll resign en masse today. Uh, I guess that already happened. Uh, to prostate, uh, protest the disqualification of four fellow democracy legislators. Um, and pro-democracy uh, uh, legi- uh, legislature Fernando Chung is definitely the darkest, says it's definitely dark- the darkest day in Hong Kong so far um, by exiting the chamber, uh, uh, the 19 uh, pan-democrats uh, effectively leave the 70-seat legislature uh, entirely to Beijing-friendly lawmakers without any uh, uh, meaningful opposition uh, voice. Uh, yeah, this is this is uh, the end of Hong Kong democracy, for sure. Anyway, uh, their exodus also raises questions about how the democracy movement will uh, move forward without any legitimate channels or democratic avenue for dissent. Uh, China is going to have to, if anybody steps up, they're going to squash them. That's for sure. Um... Oh, man, yeah, this is bad. Until this week, the Democratic camp had uh, vowed to continue to be a voice inside the chamber, but uh, Chung explained that uh, when the four members were disqualified, they lost the one-third of the uh, votes needed to avoid impeachment initiatives. So they'd be impeached out of office anyway. Uh, Beijing's move is seen as the latest attempt to stifle Hong Kong's freedoms, which was meant to be safeguarded when the city was handed back to Chinese rule from Britain in 1997. If you remember that, you might not be old enough. Um, Critics have said that Beijing is uh, reneging on its one country, two systems arrangement uh, that's supposed to be in place until 2047, according to the agreement from 1997. It's supposed to to go on for 50 years. It ain't happening. It's barely been 20 years. Uh, <clears throat> moving on, more than 50 million cases of COVID-19 have been recorded worldwide. As countries hit new records globally, the U.S. has set a record for the second consecutive day for the number of people in a hospital with COVID-19, according to COVID, the COVID Tracking Project. Um, the U.S. has surpassed 10 million cases and 240,000 deaths, with several states breaking daily case records. 
the United States has now reported 10,427 uh, 10, <laughs> cases of coronavirus, including uh, 241,798 deaths, according to John Hopkins University tally. Uh, yesterday, John Hopkins reported 144,133 new cases and uh, almost 1,900 additional deaths. And remember that number, the 240,000 uh, deaths. Remember what we talked about. You got to add another hundred thousand uh, dollars, another hundred thousand, uh, according to the CDC. But the CDC numbers are wildly underprojected because they forgot to include the reduced uh, deaths to the flu and pneumonia, which is another forty to sixty thousand. So right now we're at four hundred thousand deaths, four hundred thousand deaths due to COVID. Um, Ohio has had an unprecedented spike in COVID nineteen hospital admissions. ICU beds in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma are full. Uh, North Dakota's hospitals don't have enough doctors and nurses, and hospital administrators in, in Iowa are warning that they are approaching their limits. Uh, the U.S. is heading for a dark winter and COVID hell in the darkest days of the pandemic. Uh, however you describe it, the next few months of the coronavirus pandemic will be unlike anything the nation has seen yet. Epidemiologists and health economists and senior fellow at the Federation of American Scientists in Washington, D.C. Boy, that's a long list. I'd listen to him. Uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Eric Fiegelding uh, expects the U.S. to hit 200,000 new cases a day by the end of November if we continue at this rate. Of course, you didn't have to listen to Dr. Eric Fagelding. You could have just listened to my podcast because I said this yesterday or the day before. I'm losing track that we're going to reach 200,000 by the end of November. So there you have it. That's it for today. Thursday, November 12th, 2020. Thursday, November 12th, 2020. I hope you had a beautiful day. Um, uh, yeah. Um, um, remember. Just remember. Let's see if I can remember. Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. This is Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.